breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. It's Aaron McCarty's world, and we're just living. I'm in embarrassed. It. I really am. Well, your your power line, 1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty, your power lines are underground. That's the big thing. That's a big thing. Now, I, I was talking with, uh, I think, Michael Corbin or, uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, Aaron's power lines are underground. And he said, yeah, but they got to come out of the ground at some point. They do. They absolutely do. So can, they can still be affected. So I'm going to tell you what happened to me. So I'll get it over with. And I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you this. I'm yeah, sorry in advance. I was thinking about you. Um, two o'clock in the morning. What is it? Friday morning when, you know, everything went out. Right. Everything going haywire. My power goes out. And so I thought, okay, I'll, you know, I'll get up and I'll go to work and, you know, get my things done at work that I need to do that I would typically be doing early in the morning. So I did that. And since I got here between 2.30 and 3 or whatever it was, I left really pretty early, 9.30 or so, something like that, Friday. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, 9.30 yeah. or 10. And um, I, I, I'm thinking, and I went, you and I went to the Brookshire's and got some dry ice. Yeah, got dry. We that were helped. first in line for that because people hadn't thought about it yet. And, and here's uh, how stupid I am, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm reaching in that freezer, and I'm just picking them up with my hands. No. And I've got those blocks, and I'm holding it, and I'm going, "Where? Do you, how, do you, how many, Aaron, how many do you want? I'm loading. And all of a sudden, my, my fingertips, I'm like, I have no fingerprints I, left. That's why the Band-Aid's on your fingers today, what an right? idiot. Yeah, so we, we, got, we got the dry ice, and, and they were running low. I mean, it was starting, people were starting to figure out, I'm going to need dry ice. But we got it. And then we filled up our gas tanks up there at the Brookshire's on Pines Road. There yep. was nobody there. We, you know, all the lines were starting to form near the interstates. Um, and then I get home and I thought, hmm, let me put the dry ice in the fridge. Did that. Put two in the freezer, two in the fridge. And I thought, well, that'll save me a, a day or two, possibly. Shut the fridge. Never going to go in it again. Mm-hmm. Got my peanut butter out and I made me a couple of peanut butter rollovers. And I sat down and the dog was kind of looking at me like, can I have some of that? And I was like, no, no, you're fine. Soon as I finished eating my peanut butter rollovers, my power came back on. <laughs> Within ten minutes of oh, me coming back in the door, and you've got dry ice in the and fridge. and I've got dry ice in the fridge. Thanks for calling me. Well, I had a close friend who I knew she was out, and her mother's on oxygen, so, so you get you get that they needed it. And so I had a close friend who they. Yeah, but came. I have a better chance of living, so I deserve. <laughs> oh man! Ow! You already had some. You had dry ice. So I, I gave it to a friend. I didn't give it to her. I said, look, here's what I paid, you know, because I, I knew I could. That stuff wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. No, it oh wasn't cheap. Gosh. But I, I said, here's what I paid. You pay me that and we're good to go. I mean, I should have given it to her probably, but I, you know, I'm, I'm a cheapskate. But um, so she came and got it and got, and I actually plugged in her oxygen stuff for her mother because she has extra spare batteries. She said, can we charge the batteries at your house? I said, Sure. So I'm laying there. My TV, my Xfinity came on. I'm laying You're around just the house. The dream. I'm living the dream. The dog and me are snuggling. Oh. I'm going in the kitchen later, and I'm cooking hamburgers. And I'm meanwhile, I'm, right? The rest of the world. Oh my gosh. Well, good, good. I'm not going to begrudge somebody. So I'm very got, sorry. I'm really. I feel no, guilty. It, it's well. It's. It, it, 
don't. It, it's not your fault. Either way around, it's not your fault. Just, just you. But you, you realize how fortunate you are. But my messages from my friends were like. What did you do to get, what did you do? I, wish, right. I guess I need oh, to I live know. in the Aaron McCarty grid. Oh, I had know? people coming up to me Saturday or Friday, no, Saturday going, you know, like I have inside information. Right, you know, right. When are we going to get back on? I said, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I so I, I went to uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up to Channel 3 in my studio. Okay. The, in the building. They had power. And I ended up sleeping there. Oh wow! It was just in a How chair. How was your mom? I was wondering about. She she was fine. You know. You know. We no were, power. We were, no 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 power. Ooh, you know the whole goodness. area was out. And oh. uh, Saturday, I, I think I got up and mowed. Did I mow Saturday? I mowed one of the days. You have lost your mind. I know I was an idiot, but but my front yard was getting away from me. It was to the point Mike, where it was like it was getting away. You have from no me. power. You have tree limbs. Well, my down. lawnmower worked. It cranked. So then my next my my neighbor now listen how good God is. My neighbor goes, "Do you have a generator?" I said, "No, I don't." I said, "I've got some dry ice in the fridge. I don't know how long that's going to last." He goes, "We're going out of town." Would you like to borrow our generator? Oh. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 So he get me, looked, I'm hardly ever been used generator. Oh, my goodness. So I got my, I got my fridge hooked up. Okay. And, uh, and one fan in the house. One fan. You know, <laughs> so I could kind of have it blowing on the dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, went to three. I went to three. It was funny. Yesterday, I went up to the studio and watched the F1 race because mm-hmm. I've got F1 TV. So I watched the race, and I came came back, and I've, of course, been checking the map, you know. Sure. So I'm sitting in the living room. The fan's going off the generator, and, I, and I'm on the phone, and I, and I kind of glance up, and my wireless headphones that are connected to the TV, mm-hmm. they have a base, and they sit on the yeah. base, and a little orange light was on. Oh, wow. About three o'clock yesterday afternoon. Oh, nice. And I went, and Aaron, it took me a second. To realize I mean, right. I'm, you know, and I'm like, so stupid. And then, <laughs> then I look, at my ceiling fan's going. Oh, wow. And then it's like, I've got power. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> I went out on the front porch and my neighbors had just pulled up and I'm dancing on the front porch. <laughs> Because all the trucks were in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Trucks from Delaware. Oh, Trucks everywhere. from Boston. I mean, they're all... I know. God bless you guys it, and gals. Yeah. Did you see the fairgrounds this morning? I mean, their staging operation is at the fairgrounds. They have tents up. They have feeding center there. They, I mean, yeah. the, dozens and dozens of trucks. And they still have... What, what's the map show? Still 130,000? 133 last time. I looked mm-hmm. just a minute ago. It, it dropped just now as I was looking at it oh. to 133.90. One, so 130,390. Yeah. Wow. Ruben didn't get it till last night, right? Uh, but you got so power back, though. I did. Uh, we got power back over, over where I'm at. Uh, we, uh, uh, we, were, we were charging these... Elect like these rechargeable fans that we had bought in our cars. We, oh, we were gosh. we were out in the driveway, <laughs> and Lauren it was like, "Oh wait, I left my phone inside. Could you run in and get it?" And I turned around, and our porch light was on. Oh, did you do the happy dance too? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. It was nuts. Well, there. I I uh, I just went blank. 
Well, they're getting to people as quickly as they can. They know the hard-hit areas. What freaked people out was that June 24th date. When that well, see, June 24th date went out, people were like, oh. They sent out the, the thing, your estimated power. Now, I've got a guy in my Sunday school class that used to work for SWEPCO. He's retired, mm-hmm. just not like, like a year ago. So he's still in touch. And he said they have to, legally, they're required to provide an end date. Ah, okay. So they 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 shot it out as far as you know. Sure. But uh, Worst when case I was scenario. talking with somebody, yeah, mm-hmm. they said, "Look, we've got we've got twenty eight hundred workers coming in from across the country to help us out. People will start coming back on mm-hmm. almost immediately. Yeah, that they'll, they'll start getting these lines restored, uh, these power stations going back up and, and running." And so the the twenty fourth was a a worst case scenario, right? Right. Um, but but and, and somebody was telling me it's like you know the people are are posting. Well, Swepco owes me for all my food, in my refrigerator. Swepco owes me mm-hmm. cutting up. Come on, this was totally an act of God. This exactly. was a huge, that, I mean, that stretched from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They said one of the officials there described it as a wall of wind Yeah, that just yeah. came through. Yeah. And it, I think it caught everybody off guard. It did. I felt bad for the guy that I saw. Um, his car was up on a, um, up on one of those flatbed tow trucks. I saw it um, yesterday, I think, or, or Saturday. It was a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Corbin with Swepco is going to join us coming up at 640. Mike and McCarty, 1017. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Okay, I know what you mean a little bit. You said earlier you felt kind of guilty. You felt guilty that I, your I, power came. You weren't you weren't out like thirty minutes. Yeah, it, it mean, went out um, Saturday night for about uh, maybe forty minutes or so. And of course, I texted everybody I know at Swepco and had it back on right away. No I'm joking. <laughs> But uh, it was out for just a little while. But yeah, Friday, it literally came back on within 10 minutes of me walking in my house. Yeah. Well, I'm, good. I'm sorry. Uh, again, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to begrudge somebody's better fortune than I know, mine. I know. But yesterday, when mine came on, about three o'clock yesterday afternoon, I still heard generators. Oh, yeah. You know? And so it's really weird because my street has power now. Mm-hmm. Both sides of the street, directly behind me. Oh no! And on the other side, on directly behind, right across the street, mm-hmm. no power. And it goes and it goes blocks. Oh. So it's like my street's the only street with right. power. Right. That reminds me. Please remind people because you know more about it than I do. Generator safety. They're not to be in your home. No, not to be in your home. Do not connect it directly to your your uh, uh, circuit board. Mm-hmm. At, uh, Breaker, your breakers. Thank you, Mm -hmm. your breakers. Don't connect it directly to your breakers because when those guys are working on the lines and they energize that, it's going to backfeed 
mm-hmm. your your power back and could cause serious issues. Only plug the things you need in to the generator. Right. And keep the generator out. Outside. Outside where there's airflow. And away from a window. Yes, exactly. Not in the garage. It doesn't need to be in the garage. And how many things, how do you know how many things you can plug into it? I mean, I don't know what the rules are. You know, this is the first time I've used one. Um, he he even gave me these extension cords. He says, plug these cords into the generator, mm-hmm. then run them into the house and plug your utility, whatever, you, like your refrigerator, right. into this cord. He says that uh, downplays the power okay. from the generator. You don't want to plug your thing directly into it, apparently. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. that familiar. So somebody going, no, that ain't the way it works. I understand you. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. Um, we but, just don't want a tragedy with the generator. But I, but I know you don't plug it directly into your circuit breaker um, because that could cause issues. Mm-hmm. In fact, Scott told me, he said, when guys are working on the lines, when they hear generators running, they're kind of apprehensive because it, when they reconnect, that could cause that backfeed. He mm-hmm. says sometimes they'll even go to the house and go, what's... What's that plugged into? Right. Before we get up and on this pole. Exactly. I uh, did get a text just now from one of the judges in Bossier Parish. The Bossier and Webster courthouses are open. Now, the state offices have closed because many of them don't have power. And this is Juneteenth, so it's a holiday for some. But again, the Bossier-Webster courthouses are open. Um, they have power. Some of them have power. Some of them don't. But again, they're going to do business. Okay. I understand people with the cans getting gasoline yes for generators Mm -hmm. but i don't understand this run on the gas stations lines around the blocks yes people fighting Mm -hmm. at gas i I, but aaron when we went to brookshire's on friday to get the dry ice right people were coming out of the grocery store with buggies of of cases of water Mm -hmm. the water we still have water Yes, There's, the water's running. I, I, I just I don't know. understand people freaking out yeah. and being completely inconsiderate. Right. I, you know, I've been loving seeing the stories. Like there was a guy in uh, the Captain Shreve neighborhood who was cleaning out a, a deep freeze, and he had a lot of fish, and he just cooked it for the whole. Anybody come by? I'm cooking it. I'm cooking fish. I was a little discouraged to see the grocery stores destroying food throwing it away they were clearing out their freezers and they were throwing it away it had there been better planning or connecting with you know the volunteer network or somebody like that that food could have been put to use for the workers for other people i you know i guess they can't they have rules that they have to follow with regard to food that may be spoiled or not but um it was just sad to see the like when you see pictures of the whole freezer section of a walmart just gone it's just gone they just threw it all out Wait for the new supplies. It's just sad. Oh, man. Michael Corbin with Swepco joining us here at the uh, 640 segment, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarl. <laughs> You're such a duty head. I, I, uh, okay. I can't argue with that sometimes. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Okay, got these these sparkling ice drinks, these water drinks. I, I love, love those. Um, I'm not going to name the store, but they're on sale right now for 69 cents. Okay. So you love them. You should go get you some. Okay. 
but I think it's a digital only deal. You have to order them online. Oh, forget it. Mike! I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Just order them online, and then when you go get your groceries, go, oh, I have a go order too. And just pick up your, your bottles Wait, of water. It's no, no, it's not going to squish your banana. It's a bottle of water. I know. I, it, it's just, it, it's, it's like, okay, if you're going to just sell them like that in the store then. No, they want if you I'm to in shop the, online. If I took my time to go into your business, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to penalize me they like, and not give me the better price. Because you're in the store. Because I'm in the store. They don't want to see your duty head self, I guess. I don't know. They do it. They do that a lot, though, and I wondered why they do. They do digital only, and I'm like, you don't want me in the store. I spend way I more money when I'm in the store. In, in in Wingstop, in Subway, in Pizza Hut, and all these places, order online. Special, price, you know, mm-hmm. save. It's have right. Subway. Why? Why? Bogo. If you order on the on the app, buy one get one. Yeah. You show up. You ain't getting Bogo. Sorry. You know, it'll, you know what will make you really See that, mad? D- d- right now, that just pisses me off. You know, just, <laughs> you know, you know what will piss you off even more? Uh-oh. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of companies, you know, uh, I was told all growing up, all through growing up, if you go to apply for a job, you go in person, you dress nice, you shake hands. Thank you. You talk look to the person, the you look them mm-hmm. in the eye, you thank them for the application, and you either fill it out there or do it in a timely fashion. They don't want you to do that no more. Online only. Online. Mm -hmm. A lot lot of places don't even have, like, applications printed out. Oh, my gosh. And a lot of places also that I've heard, if you go in and they see it as you bothering them. So so if they have a paper application, you go in, hi, sir, thank you so much. Hey, it was great meeting you. I hope to hear from you. They'll throw your application in the garbage. Because you showed up. Are you serious? That's sad. That is sad. (laughs) When's your power going to be back on? That's the question of the day. The man of the hour is next. Michael Corbin from Swepco joining us. 101. FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty and excuse me. Are you okay? I told you I got the tummy tummy rumbles <laughs> for some reason. Mike and McCarty and uh, on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, my friend Michael Corbin from Swepco. Good morning, Michael. Uh, have you been enjoying your time off these past few days? <laughs> some leisure well, time? Good morning. Good morning. I was going to comment on that wonderful introduction. <laughs> I know, and then I blew it, right? <laughs> but, but uh, no, this... Hey, uh, Michael's already every- offered. He said, when Aaron goes on, he goes, call me. Oh, good. He's okay. going to come in with me. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the latest numbers look like for uh, all of Swepco and then for uh, Shreveport Bossier? Yeah, for all of Swepco, we're sitting at about 131,000 out right now, and that's in Louisiana, Arkansas, and Texas, East Texas. Uh, Louisiana specifically, about 73,000 outages. And uh, what the, our listeners today are really wanting to know, uh, northwest Louisiana, we call that our Shreveport district, which would be Bossier, Shreveport, Greenwood, Benton, Houghton, and um, the communities up to the north around Vivian. We're currently at about 69,600 outages, you know, here in, in the place we call home. Hardest hit neighborhoods that you can pinpoint this morning um not really because every bit of shreveport was hit um you know there's some places that just 
the natural um, growth of trees. You know, if you had big, tall pine trees out in some areas down Ellerby Road, uh, there's some spectacular-looking damage. But then you get into Broadmoor where you have uh, <clears throat> you have very mature trees that maybe don't grow quite as tall. Um, you know, you've got a lot of damage there. Uh, older neighborhoods like Queensboro that have a lot of tree canopy. Um, it's it's literally just everywhere. I heard uh, one official describe it. It was like a wall of wind that came through. Yeah. I've never seen anything this widespread uh, well, from uh, Oklahoma you know, talking, down. In talking to our 30 and 40-year employees, nobody can remember seeing anything like this. And somebody summed it up best. It The damage is reminiscent of an ice storm but the area is reminiscent of a hurricane and uh, i think that i think that describes it pretty well because no neighborhood was untouched um you know at a at the height of this we had over a quarter million people out so we've we've made a lot of progress we've made a good amount of progress yesterday we've got uh almost 2800 folks on the ground right now that either are out already or they're preparing their trucks to go out and um, crews have been assigned specific circuits and we're going to methodically get everybody back online just as quick as we can. Mr. Corbin. (laughs) Uh Oh, watch out. (laughs) Watch out. That June 24th email that went out freaked this community out. Um, was that worst case scenario? Are there going to really be people that are out, out all week? When we put out what we call an ETR, an estimated time of restoration, uh, we're taking a high level look with the information that we have right then. And that's based on past experience uh, that we've seen. Yes, it it was scary. Yes, did 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 I have stomach rumbles when we sent that out? You bet you. Um, but I think what we will begin to see now that almost all of assessment phase has been done and we have crews out there now, I mean, the, the large numbers of people came on yesterday. I believe large numbers of people are going to come back on today and, and we will likely see those, those estimated time of arrive uh, of restoration. One of two things, either bumped up a little bit, possibly, or I think what would be more beneficial to to our listeners and our customers is we hope to be able to break it down by region or neighborhood or individual city. And um, and it, again, that doesn't mean nobody will be owned to that date, by that date. That means that's when we think we're finishing up the work and, and we'll have at least 95% of the people owned. You mentioned you've got 2,800 workers. Uh, you've got crews that have come in from all over the country. Uh, yes. I noticed the trucks. First of all, we haven't seen trucks in the neighborhood just because there weren't enough workers. There's so much widespread damage. So to see trucks in the neighborhood, first of all, was such a blessing. But then I noticed, they, you know, it wasn't the Swepco logo or um, it, it would, I think these were from Delaware. If I, I, I can't even remember, yeah. you know, I just, yeah. I just, and I just want to go hug these guys and go, man, thank you so much. Well, uh, a lot of people do. I'll tell you, they, uh, the out-of-town workers, and we have them from many, many states. I know there's crews here, like you mentioned, Delaware, New York, Florida. Um, they're from all over the place. 
they love this. They love storm restoration work, and um, certainly I, I don't encourage uh, our customers to go out and distract them. But a thank you, a bottle of Gatorade, a couple bottles of Gatorade, mm-hmm. that goes a long way because they're working. They're working long hours, tough conditions, uh, in in um, you know specialized clothing that's hot, and and that that really goes a long way. We have a a lot of folks elderly, et cetera, special needs folks. This is a a heat advisory day today, probably tomorrow. Um, Are there any folks that y'all are prioritizing that may have medical conditions or or other issues that you're going to try to get to ASAP? Well, we focus first on getting, excuse me, hospitals back online, uh, public safety infrastructure and critical city infrastructure. What, what happens in a widespread event like this is you may have have three elderly citizens in Broadmoor that are on medical devices or very fragile, but if there's no power available in Broadmoor, I mean, the, the entire circuit system is down, then we can't get to those individual people. But we're working closely with the city and with Caddo Parish uh, both have uh, cooling centers and overnight shelters open. So I think that that is a good thing. Um, I'm sure you'll have the mayor on later uh, mm-hmm. at some point today, and he'll be able to talk about that. We're hold, holding a joint uh, press conference with Mayor Arsenault, Mayor Chandler, uh, Public Service Commissioner Foster Campbell, and our president, Brett Madison, at 10 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. And we'll share some adi- additional information about uh, cooling centers, what the Red Cross is doing, and an update of what SWEPCO is doing. But, I mean, if we've got just a second, it's it's not just trees and neighborhoods down here. Mm-hmm. Our whole grid is built on what we call transmission lines, and those are the big lines that come from power plants that go to substations. We've never had a storm where the transmission system was impacted like this. So mm-hmm. in in some cases... There may be neighborhoods that are not, that don't have a lot of damage, but we can't get power to them until the transmission lines are done first. Right. And there's a, there, there are crews that are doing nothing but working on those transmission lines. And, uh, you know, they're, they made good progress yesterday. There's a little bit of chance of storms again today, but then it, it's, we're going to have clear sailing the rest of the week. Storm wise, it's still going to be hot. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Michael, Michael it's, Corbin. It's hard to ask for patience after this many days. Yeah. But, but please, please be patient. We'll come Absolutely. In. Real quick, in the last minute that we've got, a lot of people are running generators. Uh, tell me a little bit about generator safety. Do, yeah. do you don't plug your generator into your um, uh, your circuit breaker? Thank. I don't mm-hmm. know why I go blank on that damn <laughs> phrase. On into your circuit breaker because that actually causes danger to the power line workers. Explain that. That, that's correct. Unless you have a whole house generator and your electrical system has been specifically designed for a generator, leave your generator in the backyard, leave it in the driveway, leave it a place where it's not going to collect exhaust fumes. Run a cord from the generator to your refrigerator, freezer, medical equipment, whatever you're trying to run. Please don't put the generator in your garage, in your house, with an open window. Uh, I know that um, EMS has already received uh, some calls. Mm. To my knowledge, we've not had any fatalities, Mm -hmm. but we've had some calls where people are in exhaust-filled rooms and wonder why they feel bad. 
Yeah. Michael Corbin with Swepco. Thanks for your time. Uh, I, I guess you can go back to sleep now, huh? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with us, Michael. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Uh, 1017 FM 710 Keo Mayor. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Oh, wow! Did you? You didn't actually have to sleep overnight in the heat. You went to the studio. I went to the studio. I have a studio at Channel Three. Most people Mm -hmm. know that. That's been listening. Um, I've worked for Channel Three for twenty twenty some years, and. my my room my room I've got a little room by myself. It's away okay. from everybody. Do the do the I don't do even the, go in the front do the door. voice introducing the KTBS news so they'll recognize you. Do the do oh. the do the intro of the KTBS <laughs> news. Okay, um, you ready? Uh, now now from the Storm Team Weather Lab, KTBS three meteorologist Joe Haynes, <laughs> okay, chief your, meteorologist Joe. I mean, it's just that's me. Your voice, yeah. It's just me. <laughs> Did you, um, Rube, did you sleep in the heat at all? And you, you went to Minden for one night, so, right? So, yeah, we, we ran off to my folks' house in Minden, and I, I did actually sleep in the heat that night because uh, I had to go back home and take care of the kitty cats. Oh. And uh, so after that, me and Lawrence started talking, and we had uh, one of our, my, my stepkid in from Lafayette. He was mm-hmm. coming to visit at a very unfortunate time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we decided to hell with it. We're going to go to Dallas. Okay. So we, just we, a fun family yeah, weekend. We, we ran away to Dallas. I, I took I took the kids to this crazy arcade place that they have over there. Oh, and we yeah. hung out for a long time, had pizza in the hotel room and played Xbox. Oh cool. And um we now, came, did you lose food in the fridge? Oh yeah. All, it's of, gone. all all of it's gone. By the by the time I made it to a store that would have had ice, it was all gone. Okay. Yeah. So there was that. And so uh, yeah, we're gonna have to deal with that. But uh yeah, yesterday we were we were, you know, in our in our individual cars, figure prioritizing what to charge yes, in, in yes. our car. We have these <laughs> we have these rechargeable fans and air movers and coolers, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So we were prioritizing what to do. And my wife was like, "Oh, I forgot my phone inside. Could you run and grab it?" And I turned around, and our porch light was on. <laughs> oh, happy days! And I, I, I swear, I sat there staring at it for a good. I, it's, I'm the same <laughs> way. Minutes. I'm the same way. I thought my eyes were deceiving me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I talked to Tim Fletcher, and he said they were packing up, going down to Cachada. He's got some acreage, mm-hmm. and that's got power. Yeah. And he says, "Come on, Allie, get lonely. And he says, "She goes, goes." And that came on. He goes, oh. we had bags packed. We had the car loaded. Oh, we were man. about to pull out. Wow. Mayor wow. Tom Arsenault going to be joining us in studio coming up after the local news. Mike and McCarty. What a what- FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. In studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Tom, thanks for coming in. We know you're busy. Even though today is a holiday, you still got a full schedule today. You've got a press conference at 10 o'clock. The governor has declared a state of emergency. Cattle Parish, you were just mentioning, had already declared a state of emergency. Aaron, you said there was a gas station that was 
<laughs> charging like over four dollars for gas. Yeah, almost four and a half for gas, which and is I illegal. That's, that's highway during robbery, a state yeah. of emergency. Your price gouging. You can report that to the attorney general's office, and you know they can uh, hopefully do something about it. Biggest needs right now, Mayor Arsenault. What are people uh, looking for? What do they need right now in our community? I think the biggest needs right now is to get power back on. That's uh, and and I think the Swepco is doing what it can as quickly as it can to get power back on. Uh, from all that's been described to me, this is an unprecedented power outage in that it had dramatic effect, not just on the distribution system, which is what brings electrical power to your home, but to the transmission system. And they've got to get that in order because they can't figure out who's without power in the distribution system until they get power to the substation that serves that distribution system. So more of that should be occurring. I drove by the fairgrounds uh, on the way here, which is the staging area for Swepco. There's an, Amazing. Literally, there's an army of trucks and, and people that are there uh, getting ready to go out. So hopefully a lot more people will have power uh, by the end of the day today. Uh, beyond that, uh, there are cooling centers. Uh, we're concerned about people who... Uh, may be stuck up. They don't you know they can't have a fan. They don't have air conditioning. Uh, they may be in homes that are not well uh, that are not well insulated, and it's very important that they get to these uh, cooling centers that are uh, that are out. The city has the city has four cooling centers. Um, part of our problem is we're like everybody else. We don't have power, and so the four that we have are at uh, A. B. Palmer, Valencia. Southern Hills and uh, Bill Cockrell, mm -hmm. and uh, they are open uh, today as if they had regular hours, uh, and there will be water uh, water there. Uh, people have access to water. Our system has not been down as a result of this, so I'm very proud of our water and sewer distribution. There people. are also two 24-hour uh, shelters open, correct? There are, and they're at Morningstar, I think, Morningstar Baptist Church. Uh, let me see if Juella? I've got a note. Mm -hmm. uh, we do not know whether the Juella uh, State uh, facility is going to be open. It, uh, it did not have power. I believe it may have power now, and that will okay. be a state and homestead security decision right. uh, to see how many will do that. Part of the problem with 24-hour service is providing... Um, shower and bath facilities right. for people who are staying there for an extended period of time. And the other one is at the Highland Center, correct? The Highland Center, I believe, is transitioning to Morningstar okay. today. So they were open last night. Uh, they're, uh, given the number of people, it was it was deemed wise to consolidate those two. Okay. And uh, so we're, we're working on others. That, uh, as Robert Jump said, the homestead security captain uh he said our issue is bricks and mortar we need we need people who have physical facilities then we can address the other the other issues that come with that and uh the other issue i think is uh, is going to be making sure that we get food to uh to senior citizens who are unable to get out of where they are easily 
and uh, and they are not able to cook or prepare prepare meals because they're without power. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will be a short term problem, but it is something that we have to address. So what we've been doing is the whole group of us who are responsible for various items uh, meet once a day, and then after we've discussed what's there, then uh, Sheriff Prater and I and Erica Bryant, the uh, administrator-to-be at Caddo Parish, Roy Burrell, the president of the Caddo Parish Commission, uh, will share the information that we have. Uh, I encourage people to uh, to go uh, uh, to the apps that those mm-hmm. news stations have because they're going to be carrying that both Caddo Parish and the city of Shreveport are live streaming those mm-hmm. press conferences. That is really the best way to get your to get your information. Um, one or the other, they're both identical. So if you if you look at one live stream, you don't need to switch over to the other. Uh, ours is on on Facebook. It's the city of Shreveport government page. There's another page that's kind of a takeoff on that. That's not the one not I'm them, talking no. about. <laughs> no. uh, if you see blue stars, uh, blue stars and blue markings, that's the official site. Mm-hmm. And that's where you ought to go. Uh, Cattle Parish has done a great job. Uh, Crystal Beecham has just been uh, crystal on the spot. Uh, to take care of mm. press releases and so the information is out there because people don't have power to watch their televisions um, it, it is a little bit more difficult to get it mm-hmm. but most most people now have smartphones so I would encourage you to get that's, the apps. That's why the Keel News app is so vital right now. Yeah it all of indeed. the we're, we're putting all those news conferences up at uh, keelnews.com so you can see all that all the latest information. Talking with uh, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, you've got a press conference today at 10 a.m. I would think at this point, the biggest suggestion, the biggest uh, request for the people is just please exercise patience. Don't freak out. Well, what we have had, what we've experienced uh, with past circumstances like this is that once you get past the 48-hour period, uh, the period of tolerance begins to dwane um, in a hurry and uh, I can tell you that from my uh, my emails and the communications to me we have hit that stage where where you know people are making ugly remarks and mm-hmm. um, you know those uh, I, un- I completely understand the frustration I myself am without power uh, I understand how truly inconvenient that is and uh, I've got damage uh, to some of my property, so I, I understand how frustrating that is. Uh, but it is uh, really best if we all try and remember that we're all in this together and that we're all trying our best to remedy the situation as quickly as possible. When I attend the meetings, it is very clear that every single person that's there has one and one only one goal, and that is to get the people of Shreveport, the people of Caddo Parish, back to normal as quickly mm-hmm. and as efficiently as possible. And every resource that's available to us is being aimed at that particular goal. And this so, is not something that was preventable. No. It's not something no. you could go, oh, well, an, an ice storm. Mm-hmm. You know the ice storm's coming. You can prepare. Right. This you couldn't prepare for. popped up. Well, even a even a hurricane, you know when it you, you know when it's coming. This popped up with hurricane 
mile-an-hour winds. We had 70 to 80 mile-an-hour yeah. straight-line winds, mm. and that, that doesn't occur very often, and it doesn't occur over such a wide area. I have traveled from North Shreveport to South Shreveport, and it's it would be, if somebody said, what's the worst-hit area, I could not identify that. Mm. Every area that I have been in is badly, badly hit. I mean, Can you stay with us? Sure. Okay, I want to talk about the cleanup when we get back because there's sure, a lot right. of people going to pile stuff up. I, I really want to talk about that. Okay. So, yes, I'll stay. <laughs> Mayor Tom Arston, in studio with Mike and McCarty, 1017. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tom is uh, as Swepco is struggling and working extremely hard to get everybody back online. Another major concern is cleanup. I know when you drive through the neighborhood, you drive through our area. I mean, both sides of the street, it's just a wall of limbs and branches mm-hmm. lined up against the street all the way down. And you guys, are, you, you're going to be hiring companies coming in to do this? How, what, what's, what's online for this? We're, we're going to do it in two ways. First, uh, with respect to your regular garbage, we're, we're going to do our very best to have those regular garbage routes running uh, when they're supposed to be running. So they're on holiday schedule this week. So right. that so means t- Monday Tuesday, pickup, Tuesday Wednesday, today. Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. The disadvantage of that is Wednesday would normally be a free day when we could pick up some debris, uh, but we won't have that until Saturday uh, this week. Uh, that also, those limbs are large enough that they require trucks with booms, mm-hmm. so a regular garbage compactor will not pick those up. So uh, I, I want to let people know that if they have a pile of limbs beside their garbage bins the garbage bins are should be emptied mm-hmm. but the pile of limbs is going to stay there and isn't because we have ignored it it's that it will take special equipment passing it's through those arms that come down mm-hmm. and grab are, them and then are these them limbs, in the trailer are Absolutely. these limbs going to be out sitting by our streets for weeks what you well, hope it we're trying to reduce the number of weeks, but yes, mm-hmm. the answer is probably they are going to be there for some extended period of time. We're looking at the procurement requirements for uh, debris contractors. We're also trying to find responsible debris contractors and making sure that they have a place to dispose of the mm-hmm. uh, of the debris besides our ordinary landfills. So. Uh, it it is a serious serious issue that we're taking very seriously, uh, and uh, we're in the throes of determining how best to do that for the citizens of Shreveport. And we, like other agencies, have to ask for your patience mm-hmm. in dealing with that. But we, we will eventually get it picked up. We typically have to call for debris pickup, you know, and schedule an appointment. You don't now, right? We don't have to do that now. You do not have to do it. It doesn't hurt. To let us know that there's a specific site, but we're going to be traveling the streets. We know mm-hmm. we know that virtually everywhere you go, there's a pile of limbs. Okay, uh, and the state can help pay for those contractors. Is that what you're hoping? So long as we're able to follow the state guidelines in terms of maintaining records and controls and following their procedures, the state will reimburse the city seventy five percent. 
you declared a state of emergency Friday. Um, are we still under that? Is that still, which means you can have more workers in, more public worker, public works employees, p- police and fire. Are we still under that at this point? Yeah, actually, Cattle Parish declared it because mm-hmm. they're they're the Homeland Security right. Agency. So yes, we are still under that. And again, one of the issues in town has been these uh, traffic lights that are out. And people that don't know, when they come yeah. to a four-way, you're shaking your head. You said you almost got T-boned, did you not? I did almost get T-boned the other day at the corner of uh, the corner of Crestwell and Kings Highway. I mm-hmm. did. People, it's a, it becomes a four-way stop. I watched on Uri Drive. They're blowing through. Just mm-hmm. oh, there's no light. I'm just going, and they don't even slow down. <laughs> it becomes a four-way stop again. Right. If you approach the four-way stop at the same time as another car, the car to the right has the right-of-way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the first car... And I've seen intersections, Aaron, where it's those huge intersections. Right. And a few people will go on this side, and then a few people, you know, but at now, least they Now, stopping. I saw in Bossier, I saw police directing traffic at some of the big intersections. Are Shreveport police doing that in some places, or are they d- the manpower's too short? Manpower's too short. I wouldn't expect to see police officers at those intersections. Okay. So people just need to be responsible when they come up on them. They do, and hopefully those lights will start coming on. Uh, I know. I, I noticed, for example, I've been traveling up at Down Line Avenue because that's a regular course of traffic, and I noticed last night that most of those lights were on and operating, so they are coming on, and hopefully they'll come on quickly. Gotcha. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. On, on his day off, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, 101. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. If you got today off, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no trash delivery. Uh, delivery. <laughs> <laughs> We're delivering trash today. No trash pickup. Right. Um, on uh, ours is scheduled for Mondays normally. Mm-hmm. So it'll be tomorrow. So it'll be tomorrow. everything backs up a day. It is Juneteenth. Mayor Ars- it was already a holiday. Yes. So. Mayor mm-hmm. Arsenault uh, said that you know they were scheduled, but but. Those uh, a lot of limbs that are all down the streets, both mm-hmm. sides of the streets in our neighborhood. I mean, all over. Um, that that I think people understand. It may yes. take a while for mm-hmm. them to get this cleared up. It is going to be piled up for a while. He said it could yeah. be weeks. So just be patient. They know they've got to do it. He's going to get a private company to come in and help. Um, so a lot of work ahead. Yeah, a lot of work ahead. A lot. It, it's still a lot to do. Deputy Director of the uh, Cato Parish Office of Homeland Security, Robert Jump, going to be joining us just after the break. Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. And the free Keel app, Mike and McCarty. One oh, and uh, <laughs> I'm on loop here. Uh, on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Deputy Director of the Caddo Parish Office of Homeland Security, Robert Jump, joining us this morning. Robert, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning to you, Mike and Aaron. Thank we you know, for having me on. We know there's a, a press conference scheduled at 10 o'clock this morning. What What is your message uh, this morning? 
So um, my overall message, I guess, is um, if you can get out of the seat, get out of the seat. Because I've been listening to your your, your broadcast this morning, and um, you've heard from SwiftCo, and, 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 and the outlook um, is still quite bleak for our community. So um, my message to the citizens are is that if you can get relief from the seat, get relief from the seat. And where can um, they go? Where where are the areas where they can go to get help? Sure. Um, you, you've mentioned it several times this morning. We have our, our cooling centers that are located throughout the community. Um, we have our two shelters that we have stood up at Highland and Morningstar. We had roughly 39 people took advantage of those yesterday evening. Uh, we will reevaluate that again this morning and look at expanding shelters um, if need be throughout the community. We have the state of Louisiana coming back up today to help us in that evaluation if we have to uh, expand sheltering to a larger uh, a larger number. And you're handing out ice today as well. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Sure. Um, we have six locations uh, that you have listed on your website. Mm-hmm. Um, and those will be, uh, I, I can't remember the hours of operation. I think it's 10 to 2. That's it, yeah. Um, and, and any citizen can go and get, um, I think, the 20-pound bags of ice. You're allowed to get two bags of ice. And that operation will run until we no longer need to supply ice. I know you're not a medical professional, but uh, for those who are in a home, we have heat advisories in effect for today. What are some things they can do? to try to stay cool is it best to open the windows what are what are your what's your advice to folks um limit the amount of sunlight that you can if you can get it as shady as possible mm-hmm. is the best advice i can and you are correct if you can find a way to get air moving inside your home inside a room um inside a carport you know any way you can get out the direct sunlight and just some shade and find some moving air is, is probably the best advice I could give. Aaron had a report earlier this morning of a, a, one of the gas stations that's just gone astronomically high on a gallon of yeah. gas. Um, have you had reports of any issues, any problems with, you know, with uh, whether it's people taking advantage of this, of this situation? Um, I have have had reports and when we have so every day we have a unified command unit and those reports come in during then. I haven't received any in the operations staff from actual citizens. Um but I would encourage those uh if people encounter gas stations that are uh, price gouging that you can contact um you can contact us, you can contact the state. Make mm-hmm. it um the attorney general's office right. is where that needs to go so they can do an investigation. One of the things I'm a little worried about, and the mayor mentioned it too, is as those folks that have been without power since Friday morning, early Friday morning, you know, their food in their home, for the most part, in their fridge is no good anymore. What are you setting up with regard to uh, mass feeding for fi- folks who need food and maybe can't get to it? Are we working on a program for that? Sure, there is um Southern Methodist cooking crew has come into the community. Um, they haven't set up just yet to address uh, feeding at a scale. The American Red Cross at the two shelters that we have will provide three meals a day to anybody who wishes to utilize those facilities. And if we stand up other shelters, um, feeding comes along with that as well. Uh, 
as to like food within homes, there are programs uh, the Red Cross has in the past, and, and our volunteer agencies have in the past um, helped individuals replenish food that they've lost um, because of extended power outages. So there are avenues that are, are existing, and yes, in our command staff meetings, we talk about um, if we have to get into long-term uh, or, or large-scale feeding. I can ask for food from the state. That's the MREs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the last-ditch last, last ditch scale thing. Um, but, yeah, we look at that. We take the, the data that's given to us in the operations center, and we try to evaluate and make the best decision we can. Uh, right now, we haven't had a large demand for feeding, but as you said, you know, we're coming on day four now. That very well could change for day five, day six, and especially into Saturday, June 24th is what, you know, SWEPCO's ultimate uh, restoration date was given to us. You know, so there could be a chance of mass feeding. And so, this, this is um, not... My staff and I, we evaluate it uh, every, uh, you know, every couple hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is not your first rodeo. Um, no, ma'am. Uh, mine either. I have I have not seen numbers like this. Does this compare yeah. to anything you can remember? Um, so, no, it doesn't. Um, you know, last two hurricane seasons ago, we had hurricane force winds up here. You know, and that, that was the first time since me being an emergency manager that we had to deal with that. And and nothing really happened. You know, we, we experienced the winds. We had some down trees. And it didn't sustain for a long time. This is the first time that we've had a tropical, not a tropical system, but a, a severe weather system come across our area that was very similar to a hurricane, one level one hurricane that had sustained winds of over 75, 80 miles an hour. So yes, this is very unprecedented. And it's over a, trying to, a broad area. It's not just a concentrated yeah. area like normal. This yeah. is over, I mean, so, from Oklahoma down. Yeah, it's a, it is a wide area of, of major power loss. And it provides a lot of problems. Um, you know, like the, the tornado that we had hit out in Keystone, it's very localized. Mm-hmm. While it, you know, it, it's it's tragic for those individuals, but it's, it's, it's easier to manage. This is so... This is so big, you you know, and, and just getting a grasp as to the impact. You know, we have um, crews out doing damage surveys, and that's another thing I'd love our listeners to, you know, if you, please, if you have property damage, um, there's several ways to report it. You can, you can call our office at 318-675-2255. You can go online to damage.la.gov and report it. But you're also going to see... Um, the Louisiana State Fire Marshal's office, they have uh, survey teams that we've asked to come in and help. There's like 20 crews, of, you know, they're going street by street across the whole parish to document what damage is out there. And it's important to me as the emergency manager that we get a good picture of what damage is because that allows me to put an application to the state of Louisiana and ultimately the federal government to see if we can get um, aid. We have to have so much documented damage to be able to qualify for the next level of, of financial assistance for individuals, um, financial assistance for the municipalities and the parish who are out there actively trying to restore. Water issues in Caddo Parish, you have some systems that are on boil advisory still, correct? 
Yes, we do. I believe we have, uh, I think it's eight, please don't quote me on that. No, okay. Eight or nine water systems that are under a board advisory. We okay. have, uh, the city of Shreveport is, 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 they're doing good. So unlike, you know, when we had the, the freeze two years ago, when we lost water. Fortunately, that's not the case this time around. Mm-hmm. But out in the parish, we have some rural water districts that still don't have power, so they're running on generators. Mm-hmm. Generators, you admit, Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, it's okay. I'll say generators in themselves um, require maintenance, and if that generator goes out, then you know, then we're having to, to deal with another problem. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Damage.la.gov. The phone number six seven five twenty two fifty five. Report your damage. Robert Jump. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. I mm-hmm. hope you guys have a good day. Thanks. One zero one seven FM. Aaron, I've got to tell you, there are a lot of people that don't know how lucky they are mm-hmm. that I'm not God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, if you were God. Oh, man. Oh, Ooh. my. That Jim Carrey movie has nothing on me. Oh, I know. You would be, oh, deadly. It, uh, it would just be, you're done. You're done. Toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Fraud. Somebody mm-hmm. that would steal a generator. Oh. From somebody's home during a situation like this, there's a special place in hell for people like You're that. You're absolutely right. You're I'm absolutely sorry. right. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Same goes for vehicles. That that seems to be the only real crime we were talking off air, you know, mm-hmm. that we're we're very happy that nobody went nuts and took advantage and started looting Walmart and all that stuff. But we're still having some crime, like generators getting stolen. I had somebody from my neighborhood have their generator stolen, but jokes on the thief, uh, it had a tracking device in it. Oh, so, yeah, you were a, saying those yeah, new, like those the, really new, nice Honda generators yeah, they, have they, trackers. They'll have them. trackers in them. Yeah, a lot of them do. Wow. A lot of them do. And, nice. and also car theft. But, you know, you're leaving your leaving your car in your driveway running because you're charging your phone and somebody runs up and snags it, you know, uh. that kind of thing. But, yeah, no no looting, no rioting, no craziness. You we, know. It's actually been really, yeah. I've been really impressed with our community that, you know, we've 99% of people have been helping others. In my sure. neighborhood in the Captain Shreve area, uh, Rusty, I don't remember your last name, but he had a pile of fish in his deep freeze, and he just decided yesterday he's going to cook it all Come by. Anybody that wants food, come by, and it's free. Yeah, I saw that post. Nice. Unbelievable. I mean, just all kind of good fish. Another thing to watch out for as we enter the cleanup phase, you're going to have scammers posing as roofing companies. Oh, yeah. Going to come in and assess your roof. Mm -hmm. uh, Cleanup crews. Yes. Just be... I'm not saying they're all scammers, but... Check out who if you decide to you know to to hire somebody. Be sure to do your homework and do not pay in full up front. No. Ever and get a contract. How long is it going to take you to do it? How much is it going to cost? And do they have a license? Because any legitimate business is not going to be offended 
by you doing your due diligence. Absolutely. And pay a down payment only. Do not pay in full up front. Right. And like like Mike was saying, you know, I'm sure it's not all of them that go door to door, but be leery about the door to door. Hey, I, I, I noticed some, some damage. There's some possible damage to your roof, you know. Yeah, that, I need, you, I need yeah, X amount of money, yeah. amount of money for mm-hmm. supplies. Right. You know and, what you tell that guy? I noticed some damage to your brain. <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please, please be uh, just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's something that that's going to happen as we get through this first phase. And please contact the Better Business Bureau if you're yes. at, at all skeptical. Call them; they've got a they've got all these businesses listed. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven. FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Tom, thanks for coming in. We know you're busy. Even though today is a holiday, you still got a full schedule today. You've got a press conference at 10 o'clock. The governor has declared a state of emergency. Cattle Parish, you were just mentioning, had already declared a state of emergency. Aaron, you said there was a gas station that was charging like over four dollars for gas yeah almost four and a half for gas which is illegal that's that's highway during a state of emergency your price gouge you can report that to the attorney general's office and you know they can uh, hopefully do something about it biggest needs right now mayor arsenault what are people uh looking for what do they need right now in our community I think the biggest needs right now is to get power back on. That's the uh, and and I think the Swepco is doing what it can as quickly as it can to get power back on. Uh, from all that's been described to me, this is an unprecedented power outage in that it had dramatic effect not just on the distribution system, which is what brings electrical power to your home, but to the transmission system, and they've got to get that in order because they can't figure out who's without power in the distribution system until they get power to the substation that serves that distribution system. So more of that should be occurring. I drove by the fairgrounds uh, on the way here, which is the staging area for SWEPCO. There's an, Amazing. Literally, there's an army of trucks and, and people that are there uh, getting ready to go out. So hopefully a lot more people will have power uh, by the end of the day today. Uh, beyond that, uh, there are cooling centers. Uh, we're concerned about people who uh, may be stuck up. They don't you know they can't have a fan. They don't have air conditioning. Uh, they may be in homes that are not well uh, that are not well insulated, and it's very important that they get to these uh, cooling centers that are uh, that are out. The city has the city has four cooling centers. Um, part of our problem is. We're like everybody else. We don't have power. And so the four that we have are at uh, A.B. Palmer, Valencia, Southern Hills, and uh, Bill Cockrell. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are open uh, today as if they had regular hours. Uh, and there will be water uh, water there. Uh, people have access to water. Our system has not been down as a result of this. So I'm very proud of our water and sewer distribution there are also two uh 24-hour shelters open correct there are and they're at morningstar i think morningstar baptist church uh let me see if i've got a note Mm -hmm. uh we do not know whether the juella uh state uh facility is going to be open it uh it did not have power 
I believe it may have power now, and that will okay. be a state and homestead security decision right. uh, to see how many will do that. Part of the problem with 24-hour service is providing um, shower and bath facilities right. for people who are staying there for an extended period of time. And the other one is at the Highland Center, correct? The Highland Center, I believe, is transitioning to Morningstar okay. today. So they were open last night. Uh, they're... Uh, Given the number of people, it was it was deemed wise to consolidate those two. Okay. And uh, so we're we're working on others. That, uh, as Robert Jump said, the Homestead Security Captain, uh, he said, our issue is bricks and mortar. We need we need people who have physical facilities. Then we can address the other the other issues that come with that and. Uh, the other issue, I think, is uh, is going to be making sure that we get food to uh, to senior citizens who are unable to get out of where they are easily, and uh, and they are not able to cook or prepare prepare meals because they're without power. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will be a short term problem, but it is something that we have to address. So what we've been doing is the whole group of us who are responsible for various items. Uh, meet once a day and then after we've discussed what's there then uh, Sheriff Prater and I and Erica Bryant the uh, administrator to be at Caddo Parish Roy Burrell the president of the Caddo Parish Commission uh, will share the information that we have Uh, I encourage people to uh, to go uh, to the apps that those mm-hmm. news stations have because they're going to be carrying that. Both Caddo Parish and the city of Shreveport are live streaming those mm-hmm. press conferences. And that is really the best way to get your to get your information. Um, one or the other, they're both identical. So if you if you look at one live stream, you don't need to switch over to the other. Uh, ours is on on Facebook. It's the city of Shreveport government page. There's another page that's kind of a takeoff on that. That's not the one not I'm them, talking no. about. <laughs> no. uh, if you see blue stars, uh, blue stars and blue markings, that's the official site. Mm-hmm. And that's where you ought to go. Uh, Cattle Parish has done a great job. Uh, Crystal Beecham has just been uh, crystal on the spot. Uh, to take care of Mm -hmm. press releases and so the information is out there because people don't have power to watch their televisions um it it is a little bit more difficult to get it Mm -hmm. but most most people now have smartphones so i would encourage you to get the apps that's why the keel news app is so vital right now yeah all of the we're we're putting all those news conferences up at uh, keelnews.com so you can see all that all the latest information. Talking with uh, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, you've got a press conference today at 10 a.m. Uh, I would think at this point, the biggest suggestion, the biggest uh, request for the people is just please exercise patience. Don't freak out. Well, what we have had, what we've experienced uh, with past circumstances like this is that once you get the past the 48-hour period, uh, the period of tolerance begins to dwane um, in a hurry and uh, I can tell you that from my uh, my emails and the communications to me we have hit that stage where where you know people are making ugly remarks and mm-hmm. um, 
you know, those, uh, I, un, I completely understand the frustration. I myself am without power. Uh, I understand how truly inconvenient that is. And uh, I've got damage uh, to some of my property. So I, I understand how frustrating that is. Uh, but it is uh, really best if we all try and remember that we're all in this together and that we're all trying our best to remedy the situation as quickly as possible. When I attend the meetings, it is very clear that every single person that's there has one and one, only one goal, and that is to get the people of Shreveport, the people of Caddo Parish, back to normal as quickly mm -hmm. and as efficiently as possible. And every resource that's available to us is being aimed at that particular goal. And this so, is not something that was preventable. No. It's not something no. you could go, oh, well, an, an ice storm. Mm -hmm. You know the ice storm's coming. You can prepare. Right. This you couldn't prepare for. popped up. Well, even a, even a hurricane, you know, when it, you, you know when it's coming. This popped up with hurricane mile an hour winds we had 70 to 80 mile an yeah. hour straight line winds mm. and that that doesn't occur very often and it doesn't occur over such a wide area i have traveled from north shreveport to south shreveport and it's it would be if somebody said what's the worst hit area i could not identify that mm. every area that i have been in is badly badly hit can I mean, you stay with us Sure. Okay, okay. I want to talk about the cleanup when we get back because there's sure. a lot right. of people going to pile stuff up. I, I really want to talk about that. Okay. So, yes, I'll stay. <laughs> Mayor Tom Arsenault in studio with Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tom is as uh, Swepco is struggling and working extremely hard to get everybody back online. Another major concern is cleanup. I know when you drive through the neighborhood, you drive through our area. I mean, both sides of the street, it's just a wall of limbs and branches mm -hmm. lined up against the street all the way down. And you guys, are, you, you're going to be hiring companies coming in to do this? How, what, what's, what's online for this? We're, we're going to do it in two ways. First, uh, with respect to your regular garbage, we're, we're going to do our very best to have those regular garbage routes running uh, when they're supposed to be running. So they're on holiday schedule this week. So right. that so means Tuesday, pickup, Tuesday Wednesday, today. Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. The disadvantage of that is Wednesday would normally be a free day when we could pick up some debris, uh, but we won't have that until Saturday uh, this week. Uh, that also, those limbs are large enough that they require trucks with booms. Mm -hmm. So a regular garbage compactor will not pick those up. So uh, I, I want to let people know that if they have a pile of limbs beside their garbage bins, the garbage bins are should be emptied, mm -hmm. but the pile of limbs is going to stay there and isn't because we have ignored it. It's that it will take special equipment passing through. It's those arms that come down mm -hmm. and grab are, them and then are drag these them limbs, in the trailer. Are Absolutely. these limbs going to be out sitting by our streets for weeks? What's well, your hope? It, we're trying to reduce the number of weeks, but yes, mm -hmm. the answer is probably they are going to be there for some extended period of time. We're looking at the procurement requirements for 
uh, debris contractors. We're also trying to find responsible debris contractors and making sure that they have a place to dispose of the Mm-hmm. Uh, of the debris besides our ordinary landfills. So uh, it, it is a serious, serious issue that we're taking very seriously. Uh, and uh, we're in the throes of determining how best to do that for the citizens of Shreveport. And we, like other agencies, have to ask for your patience mm-hmm. in dealing with that. But we, we will eventually get it picked up. We typically have to call for debris pickup, you know, and schedule an appointment. You don't now, right? We don't have to do that now. You do not have to do it. It doesn't hurt to let us know that there's a specific site, but we're going to be traveling the streets. We know mm-hmm. we know that virtually everywhere you go, there's a pile of limbs. Okay. Uh, and the state can help pay for those contractors? Is that what you're hoping? So long as we're able to follow the state guidelines in terms of maintaining records and controls and following their procedures, the state will reimburse the city 75%. You declared a state of emergency Friday. Um, are we still under that? Is that still, which means you can have more workers in, more public worker, public works employees, p- police and fire. Are we still under that at this point? Yeah, actually, Cattle Parish declared it because mm-hmm. they're they're the Homeland Security right. Agency. So yes, we are still under that. And again, one of the issues in town has been these uh, traffic lights that are out, and people that don't know. <laughs> When they come yeah. to a four-way, you're shaking your head. You said you almost got T-boned, did you not? I did almost get T-boned the other day at the corner of uh, the corner of Crestwell and Kings Highway. I mm-hmm. did. People, it's a, it becomes a four-way stop. I watched on Uri Drive. They're blowing through. Just mm-hmm. oh, there's no light. I'm just going, and they don't even slow down. <laughs> it becomes a four-way stop again. Right. If you approach the four-way stop at the same time as another car. The car to the right has the right of way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the first car. And I've seen intersections, Aaron, where it's those huge intersections. Right. And a few people will go on this side, and then a few people, you know, but at now, least they're Now, stopping. I saw in Bossier, I saw police directing traffic at some of the big intersections. Are Shreveport police doing that in some places, or are they d- the manpower's too short? Manpower's too short. I wouldn't expect to see police officers at those intersections. Okay. So people just need to be responsible when they come up on them. They do, and hopefully those lights will start coming on. Uh, I know. I, I noticed, for example, I've been traveling up and down Line Avenue because that's a regular course of traffic, and I noticed last night that most of those lights were on and operating, so they are coming on, and hopefully they'll come on quickly. Gotcha. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. On, on his day off, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and McCarty, what a way. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Just, uh, just making it through the weekend. <sighs> Uh, I'm one of the lucky ones. Got power uh, late Sunday after Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so funny too because I had come back from Channel Three. I was at my studio and went and watched the F1 race, mm-hmm. AC, and I yeah. could watch in there. And came home and I was sitting in my chair, Aaron, and I was on my phone, and I just kind of glanced up. I had a generator going. Mm-hmm. A neighbor so graciously loaned me a generator. Nice. So I had a fan blowing. You know, those okay. floor fan that I use in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. 
so so that fan noise was already going. Right. But I just glanced up and my wireless headphones on the mantelpiece, the uh, the base unit, the little orange light was on. Oh, God. The little charging light. <laughs> and Aaron, it took me a second. To realize. I'm like, what? What? And then I and then I saw the ceiling fans turning. <laughs> I got lights. It's back on. I got power. Oh man, that's awesome. It was so. What a feeling. So you got it Sunday. You got it back Sunday as well. Yeah, yesterday evening it was sort of the same situation. We were we were all out in the in the driveway with both of our cars <laughs> cranked, prioritizing what we were going to charge and yeah. for how long. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Lauren looked at, looked up at me and said, "Oh, I left my phone in the house. Could you grab it?" And I turned around and our porch light was on. <laughs> oh man. And what a feeling. Yeah. What we great. take for granted. Oh, oh when, as soon as that happened, three of our neighbors all ran outside and <laughs> we all we all saw each other and we were like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> oh, I went yeah, out of the front porch. Cool. I did my happy dance and my the neighbor dance. absolutely. My next door neighbor had just pulled back up and uh. he goes, "What the trucks?" And I went, "No, power." He goes, is it back on? Oh, man. <laughs> so it was a, it was a bonding I'll, moment. I'll just tell you mine real fast. I didn't lose power hardly at all. So are we done? <laughs> yeah. We're done. Yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> Friday, by the time she got home from the work. Ten minutes after I got home from work, my juice came back on. Disgusting. I Disgusting. Eat, I eat a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> thinking I'll eat a peanut butter sandwich and then I'll just get in loose clothing and take my nap. Before I hit the bed to take the nap, the power came back it's on. It's Aaron's Man. world. We're all just living <laughs> in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, look, we're getting into the the phase of this where, you know, you're going to start having scammers coming out. Mm-hmm. Guys going, uh, hey, I noticed roof damage on your roof. Yeah. Uh, pay me money you for know, I can, yeah, from so I can buy supplies and mm. I'll get you fixed up. Sounds no. too good to be true. It is get their business license do not pay in full up front ever 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 right make sure they have a business license check the better better business bureau take a picture of their their car license um their truck license make sure they are legit and really do the homework don't go off of a t-shirt and a magnet on a truck yes you know you gotta you gotta really look into it definitely don't get scammed we talked with Michael Corbin from Swepco earlier this morning about the latest uh, power restoration efforts. Uh, we'll hear from him right after the break. Mike and one hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and excuse me, are you okay? I told you I got the tummy tummy rumbles for some reason. <laughs> Mike and McCarty and uh, on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, my friend Michael Corbin from Swepco. Good morning, Michael. Uh, have you been enjoying your time off these past few days? <laughs> some leisure well, time? Good morning. Good morning. I was going to comment on that wonderful introduction. <laughs> I know, and then I blew it, right? <laughs> but but uh, no, this... Hey, uh, Michael's already it, offered. He said, when Aaron goes on, he goes, call me. Oh, good. He's okay. going to come in with me. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the latest numbers look like for uh, all of Swepco and then for uh, Shreveport Bossier? Yeah, for all of Swepco, we're sitting at about 131,000 out right now, and that's in Louisiana, Arkansas, and Texas, East Texas. Uh, Louisiana specifically, about 73,000 outages. And uh, what the, our listeners today are really wanting to know, uh, northwest Louisiana, we call that our Shreveport district, which would be Bossier, Shreveport, Greenwood, Benton, Houghton, and um, the communities up to the north around Vivian. 
we're currently at about 69,600 outages, you know, here in, in the place we call home. Hardest hit neighborhoods that you can pinpoint this morning? Um, not really, because every bit of Shreveport was hit. Um, you know, there's some places that just the natural um, growth of trees, you know, if you had big, tall pine trees out in some areas down Ellerby Road, uh, there's some spectacular-looking damage, but then you get into Broadmoor where you have uh, <clears throat> you have very mature trees that maybe don't grow quite as tall. Um, you know, you've got a lot of damage there. Uh, older neighborhoods like Queensboro that have a lot of tree canopy. Um, it's it's literally just everywhere. I heard uh, one official describe it. It was like a wall of wind that came through. Yeah. I've never seen anything this widespread. <clears throat> Uh, well, from Oklahoma uh, you know, talking, down. In talking to our 30 and 40 year employees, nobody can remember seeing anything like this. And somebody summed it up best. It the damage is reminiscent of an ice storm, but the area is reminiscent of a hurricane. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that I think that describes it pretty well because no neighborhood was untouched. Um, you know, at a at the height of this, we had over a quarter million people out. So we've we've made a lot of progress. We've made a good amount of progress yesterday. We've got uh, almost 2,800 folks on the ground right now that either are out already or they're preparing their trucks to go out. And um, crews have been assigned specific circuits, and we're going to methodically get everybody back online just as quick as we can. Mr. Corbin. Uh-oh, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> watch out. That June 24th email that went out freaked this community out. Um, was that worst-case scenario? Are there going to really be people that are out, out all week? When we put out what we call an ETR, an estimated time of restoration, uh, we're taking a high-level look with the information that we have right then, and that's based on past experience. Uh, that we've seen, yes, it it was scary. Yes, did 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 I have stomach rumbles when we sent that out? <laughs> you betcha. Um, but I think what we will begin to see now that almost all of assessment phase has been done, and we have crews out there now. I mean, the, the large numbers of people came on yesterday. I believe large numbers of people are going to come back on today. And and we will likely see those those estimated time of arrive uh, of restoration. One of two things: either bumped up a little bit, possibly, or I think what would be more beneficial to to our listeners and our customers is we hope to be able to break it down by region or neighborhood or individual city. And um, and it, again, that doesn't mean nobody will be owned to that date by that date. That means that's when we think we're finishing up the work and, and we'll have at least 95% of the people on. You mentioned you've got 2,800 workers. Uh, you've got crews that have come in from all over the country. Yeah. Uh, I noticed the trucks, first of all, we haven't seen trucks in the neighborhood just because there weren't enough workers. There's so much widespread damage. So to see trucks in the neighborhood, first of all, was such a blessing. 
but then I noticed they, you know, it wasn't the Sweatco logo or um, it, it would, I think these were from Delaware. If I, I, I can't even remember, yeah. you know, I just, yeah. I just, and I just want to go hug these guys and go, man, thank you so much. Well, uh, a lot of people do. I'll tell you, they, uh, the out of town workers and we have them from many, many states. I know there's crews here, like you mentioned, Delaware, New York, Florida. Um, they're from all over the place. They love this. They love storm restoration work. And, um, certainly I, I don't encourage, uh, our customers to go out and distract them, but a thank you, a bottle of Gatorade, a couple bottles of Gatorade. It mm-hmm. goes a long way because they're working. They're working long hours, tough conditions, uh, in in um, you know specialized clothing that's hot, and and that that really goes a long way. We have a a lot of folks, elderly, et cetera, special needs folks. This is a, a heat advisory day today, probably yeah. tomorrow. Um, are there any folks that y'all are prioritizing that may have medical conditions or, or other issues that you're going to try to get to ASAP? Well, we focus first on getting, excuse me, hospitals back online, uh, public safety infrastructure, and critical city infrastructure. What what happens in a widespread event like this is you may have have three elderly citizens in Broadmoor that are on medical devices are very fragile. But if there's no power available in Broadmoor, I mean, the, the entire circuit system is down, then we can't get to those individual people. But we're working closely with the city and with Caddo Parish. Uh, both have uh, cooling centers and overnight shelters open. So I think that that is a good thing. Um, I'm sure you'll have the mayor on later uh, mm-hmm. at some point today, and he'll be able to talk about that. We're holding a joint uh, press conference with Mayor Arsenault, Mayor Chandler, uh, Public Service Commissioner Foster Campbell, and our president, Brett Madison, at 10 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. And we'll share some additional information about uh, cooling centers, what the Red Cross is doing, and an update of what SWEPCO is doing. But, I mean, if we've got just a second, it's it's not just trees and neighborhoods down here. Mm-hmm. Our whole grid is built on what we call transmission lines. And those are the big lines that come from power plants that go to substations. We've never had a storm where the transmission system was impacted like this. So Mm -hmm. in in some cases, there may be neighborhoods that are not, that don't have a lot of damage, but we can't get power to them until the transmission lines are done first. And there's a, there there are crews that are doing nothing but working on those transmission lines. And, uh, you know, they they made good progress yesterday. There's a little bit of chance of storms again today, but then it, it's we're going to have clear sailing the rest of the week. Storm-wise, it's still going to be hot. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Michael, Michael it's, Corbin, it's hard to ask for patience after this many days. Yeah. <laughs> but please, please be patient. We'll come Absolutely. In. Real quick, in the last minute that we've got, a lot of people are running generators. Uh, tell me a little bit about generator safety. Do, yeah. do you don't plug your generator into your um, uh, your circuit breaker. Thank. I don't mm-hmm. know why I go blank on that damn <laughs> phrase. On into your circuit breaker because that actually causes danger to the power line workers. Explain that. That that's correct. Unless you have a whole house generator and your electrical system has been specifically designed for a generator, leave your generator in the backyard. Leave it in the driveway. Leave it a place where it's not going to collect exhaust fumes. 
run a cord from the generator to your refrigerator, freezer, medical equipment, whatever you're trying to run. Please don't put the generator in your garage, in your house, with an open window. Uh, I know that um, EMS has already received uh, some calls. Mm. To my knowledge, we've not had any fatalities, Mm -hmm. but we've had some calls where people are in exhaust-filled rooms and wonder why they feel bad. Yeah. Michael Corbin with SWEPCO, thanks for your time. Uh, I I guess you can go back to sleep now, huh? Uh, (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Thank you so much for talking with us, Michael. We'll talk soon. All right, take care. Uh, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us in studio coming up. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. By the way, if you've sent us messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, uh, we're not ignoring you. Mm-mm. We can't access it at the moment. Right. We are. We have power, but we have a. Um, this is an unrelated issue. Yeah, I think. it's an unrelated issue with our systems here. So we'll we'll hopefully they'll have it all fixed by tomorrow. But you guys need a y'all need a redo of Father's Day. I think. <laughs> Oh, was Father's Day, was it Father's got, Day? Yeah, it kind of got trashed hey, yesterday. Hey, you know what? I think, and I think Michael agree. We we got the best Father's Day gift we possibly could oh. yesterday with what, with our lights coming back on three twenty six oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, I, happy day! Oh man, I was I was tap dancing in my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to see your dad because you were over in Minden for well, a few we, days. We were over in Minden. I got to I got to hang out with with Big Rick with Sensei Ricky, uh, and uh, you know we. We hung out, did the Father's Day thing, got him a 12-pack of beer, called it a day. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a retired lineman, right? He is. He is. He, he Not a football lineman. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, he worked for the city of Minden as a lineman. The, the city of Minden has their own line crew. Uh. Um, and so, you know, anytime there was an ice storm, anytime there was a big thunderstorm or something like what came through on Friday, he was uh. gone. My cousin worked. Mm. Uh, they, they live outside of Minden between Minden and Homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives lives closer toward Athens now Athens, but I yeah. think he uh he retired from Clico. Ah, yeah. Mm. And he was a lineman for years, oh, I think. Goodness. Jody correct me if I'm wrong. Um but yeah, it's, we were just talking off uh, during the break. It's like that that is not something I would want to do. Not I, interested. Yeah. My god. But man, are we thankful for the people who are doing That's what it. I, oh, I was about god to say. Almighty. Thank you so much. You know, and like plumbers Yes. Not something I want to do, but boy, you don't want to live without them. When you need them, absolutely. Just, again, we can't stress enough. When you do have contractors coming to your house, if you have to have repairs made, if you've got tree crews coming to get trees or limbs out of your yard, make sure they're licensed. Make sure you get background information on them and don't pay everything up front. Yeah. A, a reputable business will really not require that. They might, might want half up front and half when they're done. Don't pay it all up front because you'll never see some and of get them credentials. again. Yeah. And by the way, line crews are in town. 2,800 workers from across the country oh, man. Uh, helping SWEPCO. Oh. And uh, don't get in their way. Yeah. You know, uh, Michael Corbin made a great point. You know, bottle Gatorade, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Th- you know, say thank you. Our pastor yesterday said, you know what, I saw him and I just said, y- y- nobody probably ever says thank you. 
Exactly. Thank you for what you're doing. No kidding. Yeah, and they're then, all over town. Yeah, some some waters, a quick thank you, and then move on. Let them, let them get out of their way. Mm-hmm. Get the yeah. hell out of the way. Because it's so widespread. That's the thing. When you ask anybody, what are the hard-hit areas? You know, they just put their hands up. They're like, it's, it's so widespread, it's, we can't pick an area. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my family, went. Uh, we went to Texas to, to stave off some of the heat, stayed at a La Quinta, chilled mm-hmm. by the pool, and, mm-hmm. and ate the free waffles and all that. And on the way to Dallas, uh, I mean, the damage is horrible in oh. East Texas. Oh. So bad. We, we think it's bad here. It was really bad in East Texas. An so unbelievable they're storm. They're having to deal with them, too. Yeah, they've got all of East Texas people to get on. Last report, he said 131,000 out in the Arklatex. In the Shreveport-Bossier area, about 70,000 that they're still working a- to get According restored. to the website, that has gone down to 127,154. Nice. So we're, nice. We're, As we're these crews are, are out and about, it, those numbers will start dropping. Mm-hmm. And they have a good, a good, pretty day today yeah. to get it done. So that's a good thing too. They don't have any storms rolling in that's going to stop their progress. So good news. One hundred one seven FM.